Welcome to a Longer Table podcast, a space for real and sometimes hard conversations that will often challenge your perspective and always empower you to pull up more seats around your own table. I'm your host, Amanda Carpenter. Let's dive in. Let's talk about sex, y'all. It is time to talk about sex. So I want to talk about a lot of different parts of sex and sexuality. So there's going to need to be multiple episodes because as you guys know, I like short episodes that are easy to digest and just give you something to think about. So today I want to talk about specifically the purity movement. So I don't know about you. I would love to hear, but I grew up in an environment where I was told that sex was reserved for marriage, which I think is beautiful and wonderful. But it was a lot of the language used was very fear-based. Like if you have sex, you could get pregnant. If you have sex, you could get an STD. If you have sex, he could leave you and then you will be sad. If you like it was really like bad and like consequence driven. It was never like sex is amazing and beautiful and like it's this gift and Uh, a beautiful gift of intimacy and connection in your marriage. Like it just wasn't talked about super positively. It was more talked about like negatively fear-based and also like gross too. Like, so there were parts of sex that I was exposed to in the sense that um, people in my family had endured sexual abuse. And so I was aware of that and and informed about that and was taught, you know, to speak up if anyone ever touched me inappropriately, all of that, which is great. And I think my mom did the right thing by equipping me to handle that. But overall, I just didn't have a pure view of sex. I had a really skewed view of sex. Like it was either somebody's doing it in a perverted way or it's being done outside of marriage and it's all bad. And then I didn't really hear about it in marriage or being a good thing. So I just, yeah, I'm just going to be honest. Like I didn't have this like crazy good view about sex. So my first experiences with sex were rough. Um, I was forced to have sex before I was ready. So I lost my virginity and um, I still have a really hard time calling it what it is, but it was rape. And I definitely still bring this up in counseling. So I know that it impacted me more than I sometimes want to believe, but it has really impacted my sex life with my husband. And so it's something that he and I talk about a lot. And like I said, I want to back up to the purity movement. So when I was 12, our church did this whole like purity class for girls, which I don't remember it being for boys. So that's the first problem is why was this whole purity movement geared towards females and not males? That's my first qualm. Like what? Like why were we putting all the responsibility on the woman to wait for marriage to have sex? And like, why did we have to go through a class, but the boys didn't? At least that's what my memory recalls. So I went through this class and it was all about like, yeah, when you have sex, it needs to be with your husband. So don't have sex outside of marriage, right? And again, it was very fear-driven and it was very consequence-based. And I graduated from the program believing like I'm going to have sex one day when I'm married, but like overall, like sex is bad. Until I'm married, sex is bad. I got this ring when I graduated that I wore. It was like a promise ring that I wouldn't have sex till I'm married. I walked down the aisle in a white dress. Some of you are going, what? Like, were you in a cult? No, this was just a traditional Assemblies of God church. But 
it was what they did in the 90s or early 2000s. I don't even know. Um, yeah, it had to be the 2000s because I was born in the 90s. So counting the years here. Yeah. So early 2000s, I complete this program. I'm going to be pure till marriage, right? I sign a covenant that got framed. And all of this at the time, I think my mom and family thought this is beautiful. We're raising her the way she ought to be raised. And she's not going to go out and be a like a, you know, she's not going to go sleeping around. At least maybe that was the hope, right? So doesn't all sound terrible, but here's where it was damaging. Aside from the point that I already made about it being for women and not the boys didn't do it. It, it damaged me because again, sex was never talked about in a positive way or in a beautiful way, in a way of connection. So I then believed these really weird things about sex. So when Eric and I got married, we actually saved ourselves for marriage. So, so let me back up. We had sex with other people, so we were not virgins. But when we got married, we had never had sex with each other. That was something that we decided throughout our dating relationship that we were going to hold off on until we got married. Doesn't mean we were perfect. We totally struggled, but we did not have sexual intercourse until we were married. So we get married. We have sex. Uh, first of all, I had so, I had put so much pressure on this idea that like we were supposed to have sex and a lot of it that I like basically ruined our honeymoon because I was so in my head about like, Oh, we haven't had sex today. We should probably have sex today. We have to have sex all the time. Like I had this really skewed view of sex and oddly enough, like I had taken on this weird responsibility that it was my job to, sorry, I'm just going to say it like get him off like that that was my duty and it's kind of comical now looking back I mean we've only been married five years but I'm so thankful for the ways that I've grown in this and the ways that our relationship has navigated it because it's been so important to our to our happiness and honestly to a good sex life so our honeymoon was kind of a disaster yeah because I was really in my head about how much sex we were having and if that he was enjoying it and I I wasn't even focused on if I was enjoying it and it's like sex requires two people and there should be two people enjoying it. And I wasn't worried about enjoying it. And I wasn't enjoying it because I was so focused on like just trying to please him. The other thing that's really bizarre about the whole purity movement is like when you kind of think about sex as like a bad thing and like don't have it, how are you then just supposed to like get married and like flip the switch to being a cougar in bed? Like how can you go from being like Virgin Mary to like cougar in bed overnight? And I feel like that's what the expectation was, or at least that I put on myself. And so sex was just rough. Like it didn't, it, it, yeah, it was not great. So it took a while for me and E to navigate like he, oddly, he was the one having to say to me, like, babe, like, I don't want to have sex just to like get off. Like, I want to have sex to connect with you. And I just want to have sex for fun. Like, I don't need it to be like, I would be really defeated if the end result didn't happen, so to speak. And he'd be like, why? That was like so fun. And that was like so great to connect with you. And I felt like we basically like shouldn't be having sex unless we were getting off. And it was just so bizarre. And I think what I've been learning lately is that it's not about the frequency of sex that you have. It's not about getting off. I, I Although like, sorry, T, TMI, but that's just who I am. I'm going to keep it real, especially because we're talking about sex and there's no really like way to do this without it being awkward at times. But I feel like 
it's been good for me to hear from other people, their experience with sex, other women. It's been good for me to chat with other people who grew up in the church, who also was around the purity movement and how that has negatively impacted them and the issues that they've struggled with. Maybe like for them after having sex, they felt really guilty and ashamed. Like it's just really sad and I think it's really dangerous. And so I really hope that as parents, we can do a better job now knowing these things of how we talk about sex with our kids and and not to make sex seem like a bad thing because it's not. It really is an amazing thing. It's such a gift. And yes, we don't want our kids to go out and just like have a bunch of sex, but I do want my kids to view it in a really positive, healthy way and to not enter marriage thinking that, you know, it only serves one purpose and that, you know, if they're not having it every day, they're doomed. Like, I don't want them to go through those painful experiences like I did. And so that's really the part of sex I want to talk about today was I'd be curious to hear from you if you also grew up in the purity movement. Um, You can share this podcast episode with people if you think it will resonate with them or help them just start to overcome these weird beliefs that we sometimes hold about sex. But overall, I just want you to remember sex is not a bad thing. Sex is a really, really good thing and it's healthy. And if you're having sex outside of your marriage, I personally would caution you for a number of reasons. I do think that it was meant to be for marriage. I do think that sex outside of marriage is has a lot of potential damaging consequences. And really just emotionally, I think um, it's really, really hard to separate the body and the spirit in that way. Like I think when you connect with someone that intimately, it's um, it's just dangerous if it ends and you've given that part of yourself over to them. So, so I still hold a more conservative or more traditional view in that sense. But I also would say like for the young people listening who maybe you're in high school or college and you're like, I'm waiting for marriage to have sex. Um, If you think getting married at 18 just so you can have sex is a good idea, maybe, maybe don't, um, maybe just have sex at that point. Like that's my belief. Again, there'll be some people that disagree with that, but I also have just known a lot of people who went to my smaller conservative Christian college that got married really, really young. And even though they felt that it was the right thing to do, I think if they're really honest now, looking back, it's easy to see they were getting married to have sex. And I think that's really stupid um, and really silly. And they have ended up divorcing because there's so much more to marriage than sex as well. So it's just really important that we give sex um, the that we reserve it and we hold it in high regard, but we're also realistic that every day in your marriage, you're probably not going to be having sex and that's okay. And it's not about the frequency. It's about the connection and the intimacy between two people. And yeah, I love talking about sex and uh, I'm, I'm excited to continue the conversation. If you are encouraged by this in any way, or you feel a little less alone or a little normalized, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, in the meantime, go talk about sex with your friends. Talk about it with your parents. Uh, dive into particularly what it looks like in your faith community because it's just for some reason the thing that people don't want to talk about, but I think it's important that we do. So I love y'all and I appreciate you giving me a chance to land in your ears. Love and Oreos, Amanda. <laughs>